Welcome to episode 14 of the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. It is early on, but the feedback and positivity around the project of mine gives me a warm buzz. Once again, it may be boring for valued repeat listeners, but I must and will thank everyone for the continued support. And a big shout out to the interviewees so far who have given up their time, memories, thoughts and places of residence to be interviewed. This episode's interviewee was an out-and-out goal scorer. He knew where the back of the net was and hit it consistently. Winning the Illawarra Premier League First Grade Top Goal Scorer Award three times shows where he sits among strikers in the region. But in this interview, online and offline, he was quick to state that his teammates were a big part of his success. Joe Coelho was open, engaging and honest about his career. It was a thoroughly enjoyable interview and Joe was fantastic to be around especially his knowledge on the game. My thanks and respect go out to Joe for his time and allowing me into his home. Please enjoy this episode. And a small thank you as well to uh, Luke Nolan, a local musician who uh, does the intro and the other bits of music in this podcast. Thanks to Luke. Welcome everybody to the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. I'm here in Albion Park Rail with Joe Coelho. Joe, thank you for for being here. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. Uh, we'll start off from the beginning. Um, you were born in '67. That's correct. Um, yes. <laughs> in the southern suburbs of Wollongong. I was born in Warrigal. Yep. So, so um, how did you um, start um, your uh, I guess, journey or, or love affair with, with soccer or football? Well, I was brought up with four brothers. Yep. So I was the youngest of the four. And yep. my dad used to play soccer as well. So, yeah. And who, who did play. he used to play for? He played for Kemalora back in the 60s. Yep. And they won a reserve grade final, I think. Okay. Yeah, so that's how I started. My brothers all played with Kemalora and yep. Rilla Wanderers at that time. Yep. So I used to go every weekend and just from there just kept going. Some of our younger listeners wouldn't know um, that you played with uh, EPT that's as correct. a junior, and that's where you had your first two years um, yes, in under 10s and 11s. Under 9s and 10s, or 10s and 11s, yes, yep. something like that. And so where did EPT play, and, um, and, and what were their colours? Well, their colours were blue shorts with white shirts, and we played out at Darcy Wentworth in Warrawong there, yep. across from the Westfield Shopping yep. Centre, which is there now, which... Back in the days, was never there. <laughs> and the Paul Kemmer Rugby League Club, which back in the days was probably one of the best teams around here. So, so yeah, we joined along there. Although your dad was involved elsewhere, um, EPT was just a local junior club. Correct. Yeah. And well, Kemmer at the time never had juniors. Yep. They played out of Paul Kemmer there. Yep. But so... EBT was, back in the days, you had to play within your areas. Yep, geographic so boundaries. Yeah, yeah, the junior days, it's all changed now, but back in the days, you played where you lived, more or less. So, I think uh, I think from hearing about some teams that sort of transplant themselves in the last few years um, from club to club yeah. um, uh, and probably uh, get other younger players, it should go back to those boundaries. But that's that's another subject. Yeah, so, well, EBT ended up finishing up, so that's... Trans Kembla, which is now Paul Kembla, yep. was just up the road at Kumadichi. So, so the geographic boundary yes, is... Yes, exactly. So when EPT finished, our next two years, 
we went to Paul Kenwell. What do you remember of those uh, first Days. couple of years at EPT, like who you played with and, and um, who you were coached by? Well, there's actually two people I remember. Um, one now is Vito Gordiosi, he's a yep. boxer. Yep. Yeah, well, we grew up playing all our junior soccer together. Yep. And our coach at the time was Gabriel Bermudas, who is now our boxing coach as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, yeah, that's who really I Some remember. Some who's who of Illawarra Sports, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Gabriel, oh, I think his name was Gabriel Bermudas. Yep. Yeah, he, he's the one who actually got me into soccer. He used to come and pick me up and everything, yeah. Yep. Because my dad at the time was working and... Yeah, but he'd come and pick me up at home, take me training, take me home. Yeah, and what probably... sort of player was Vito? Vito was a good player. He would have been a good midfielder. Yep. Yeah, he ended up playing with Paul Kemmler there before he went full-time boxing. Yep. Yeah, but he was only a young boy then. But, yeah, he would have been a good player, actually. And um, soccer was a bit different back then in terms of junior soccer. You know, you played on the big field straight away. Yeah, exactly. um, you played in positions. Yes. Were you always a, a striker? Back in those days? Well, yes, I started as a striker, EBT, Paul Kimmler days. When we transferred to Berkeley, yep. the following two years after that, well, the coach said I was too small to be a striker. Right. So my dad wasn't very happy at the time. <laughs> so he played me left fullback. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I played that first year was left fullback, but in the semifinals we ran into a bit of trouble. Yep. So he decided, well, get up front, see what you can do. Yeah, so I ended up scoring the two goals to win the game. <laughs> so the following year was when we won the champion of champions. And with was, Berkeley, yeah, wasn't it? And I think yeah. that was, you were saying, was 82? 82, exactly, yeah. We ended up winning the champion of champions, yeah. So yeah. Um, Berkeley played at Berkeley Sports and Social Ground uh, then, or where at, did they um, play? Hooker, Hooker Creek Road, Hooker which Creek. is now the basketball stadiums. Yep. Further down where the baseball, yep. they used to be all soccer fields before in the old days. Okay. Yeah. And uh, were they in the, the green and white, or what did Yeah, Berkeley... we used to have the green, and the away street was white with the green and yellow stripes down the yep. side. Yeah, so I so, remember the Berkeley days. So that... Um, Barry sort of... Reid was our coach, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, Who were some of the other players? If you were um, playing champions well, of champions... Mark Gallagher ended up playing with Berkeley. Frankie yep. Varglin played with Berkeley. Yep. Jason McKay was yep. another one. Um yeah, our goalkeeper, Charlie D'Souza, who ended up being a good goalkeeper, but he's too hot-headed, so he gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they're probably the three or four that I remember correctly. And do you, was it a big buzz for you and the rest of the uh, players as under-15s to be playing Champions of Champions and, yeah. and, and winning it? Yeah, that was a great feeling, yeah. yeah. I remember the bus trip up, and on the way back, it was just me. <laughs> you know, 16 year olds, we had champagne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all our parents were looking at us, and the coach was giving us little glasses, so we were all happy, yeah. And and do you remember the, the final that who you played against? Yeah, we or? played um, Kissing Point up okay. at um, Gabby Stadium at Blacktown. We ended up winning 3-1, yeah. And were you, you scored? I scored, yeah, I scored the second goal, I think, in that okay. game, yeah. <laughs> and so at that point, after the Champions of Champions in 1982, yeah. is um, that when you... Um, you said you you were playing with Wolves under-16s yes. and Aris as well. So right. were you playing with both or just... No, well, what happened? Because the Alora season back then, they only played till about July. Okay. So we finished our Illawarra season. Yep. We didn't make the playoffs. Yep. So my brothers were playing at Aris at the time. One was yep. playing 19s, one was playing reserve grade. 
Okay. So they said, well, why don't you just finish the year with us? I was only 15. Yep. They had trouble actually registering me at the time. My dad had to come and sign all these papers. Forms, yep. Yeah, because I was underage and that. So, yeah, I was allowed to play. I played about six games in the 19s and, yeah, I scored a couple of goals. <laughs> and then Con Jugas, the reserve grade coach, actually took me into the reserve grade. As a 15-year-old, we actually played in the grand final that year against Stapdo at Rilla, King Mickey Park. And he started me. He dropped my other brother, actually, to put me on because <laughs> my other brother was a striker. So I was a bit hard at home at the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah, was after it, he announced was it... the team, he put me in the team and dropped my brother. And I thought, oh, my God. Yeah, but no, it was a good buzz. <laughs> and what about... Um... Earlier on in that year, where you played Wolves mm. under 16s, who was yeah. your coach, and and, um, and and what were your thoughts on being in a, sort of instead of a junior team, sort of a representative junior team? Yeah, it was quite different. Yeah, like that was the first time I think we actually got tracksuits. <laughs> <laughs> you actually looked like you were part of a team, team, and when you went away to play other teams, they were the same. Yep. So you think this is big. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's different than playing in the local league where you just turn up turn with your thongs in and, your gear yeah. and. It was all Just different. shorts and socks yeah, only. And you all had your bags and you had your tracksuits. You had to be presented, you know. And yeah, it was pretty good. Colin Cropper was our coach okay. at the time. Yeah, and we had well, you'd know a few of the players. Richard Peel. Yep. Um, Darren Jones was oh, wow. in the team at the time. Um, Andrew Christie was another one that was with us. Um, Michael Porter. He Potter. He was from Picton. He was my yep. striking partner. He was another good player. So, how did you find it? Um, Although you had a, a good Champions of Champion team mm. with Berkeley, did you find um, that you were challenged more playing against yeah. other representative teams? Oh, and course. did you enjoy that challenge more? Yeah, of course. It was a lot harder. The goals were a lot harder to come by. Yeah. Better players, obviously, yep. better coaches. Yeah, so yeah, you had to work for it. Yeah, it was yep. pretty hard going. <laughs> I don't think I scored that many in that first season, but it was a good learning curve. Yeah. So you played that representative under-16s for the Wolves and then um, finished off that year in, in 83 Three. with Aris and a bit of youth grade and then reserve grade Serve grand grade. final. Yeah, um, is that the reason why that sort of end of year that you stayed at Aris in 84? Yeah, and they signed me up, so I thought, yeah, I'll give it a go. And Robert Fry, I think, came and took over as first grade coach. coach. Yeah, and he had me on the bench. He gave me a few games here and there and... But you predominantly in 84 played youth grade? Played youth grade mainly, yeah, and reserves. And where were Aris playing at that time? Um, at the time, they were playing out of J.J. Kelly Park. Okay. From, they were sharing the ground with Coniston yep. yeah, at the time, yeah. And what uh, coloured shirts and shorts were um, Aris playing in at the time? I think it was all blue we had back then, Yep. the Greek colours. Yep, yep. <laughs> they were Greek back club back then, yeah, yep. which had won, now he's won going Olympic. But same people more or less used to run it. Yeah. And you had a, a bit of a taste of, I guess, senior soccer in '83, mm. in that latter end, and then '84 with Aris. So um, you played predominantly youth grade, but a bit of first and probably yeah. a bit of reserves as well. Exactly. Do you think, looking back on it now, that you should you have stayed in the Wolves setup, or or were you just hungry to just yeah. play with your brothers, or, or, or what do you know. think? It's probably a bit harder to get into the Wolves team back in the 80s, like yep. being ethnic background, yep. as you can say. Yep. So, yeah, so for me, it was probably easier just to join a local team you know, yep. at the time and get as much experience as I could, you know, playing against all the blokes. 
And so in that in that year at Aris, mm. sort of at training or whatnot, did you mix with some of the first graders? Yes, I always trained with the first grade squad. Yep. Yeah, even though I played youth, youth and that, I was always trained with the first grade squad. So Fryer, yeah. um, yeah, Fryer, obviously it earmarked you. Yeah, And that's probably player. why yeah. Aris signed you from the end of exactly. the year before. But yeah. did you, who were some of the players there at Aris that you um, were learning learning from? Oh, they had John Gooding up front at the time, um, Dave Fleming, yep. Robert Fryer himself used to be a left winger. Yeah, Phil Matthias in the midfield, yeah, Ian Bradburn had blokes like that. I think one year, Steve Quirk, I know yep. if you remember Quirk. Yeah. yeah, he played up the front. Played so Bulli and Aris. Yeah, that's right, yeah, so I learned a bit off him as well. He yep. said about my size. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't very tall himself, yeah, so, yeah, just plays like that. Billy Cottomanitis back in the day. Yep. He was a good centre-half sweeper. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a lot of players. So, really, uh, Aris were a sort mm. of, um, was it first division in? Yeah, first division. They were in the, the time, first division, yes, so right. you're still playing, I guess, with good players because they yeah. were an aspiring exactly. first division team wanting to get into mm. Premier League. Yeah. So, you learnt a lot. So, at the end of that year where you played a lot of youth grade and come off the bench in first mm. and whatnot, yeah. um, the decision to move to Paul Kembler in 85, how did that come about? Oh, I just thought I probably deserved a bit more time in the in first, first at Aris at the year before, and I got promised a few things and never eventuated. So Fry wanted to keep me there, and meeting him just didn't see eye to eye on a few things. So yeah, Jay so Marino was the coach at Paul Kemmler at the time, and I knew him from Rilla, where my brothers used to play. Hi. So he approached me and said, "Come to Paul Kemmler." So yeah. Why not? It was close to home too, so less travelling. So they were, did they? was that the year that they got promoted to yeah, Premier to League? Yeah, Premier League, both yeah. teams, Paul Kemmer. And they and, moved um, out to Primby? Yes, exactly. Yep. Yes. So going to Paul Kemble then, um, what were your thoughts there? And, and were you predominantly playing youth grade in 85? Or? Yeah, 85, mainly youth grade and I played quite a few games in first grade on and off on yeah. and off but always on the bench yeah and getting runs regular runs yeah so so what they said they sort of delivered yeah, on that's at Paul right. Kimber. and then the following year me and Jerry Montes used it as like a rotation because Jerry was a young striker as well yep. so me and Jerry one week we play youth grade he play first grade then we change yeah so, so you played there 85 86 mm. so mm. in those um Going back to 85, what did you notice the difference between um, sort of the level of First Division versus Premier League? Was, oh, there, wasn't a, was there a big jump? Oh, a little bit of a difference, yeah. Yep. Like, consistently over every round. Like yep. In First Division, probably have three or four hard games. Yep. Whereas Premier League, you'd Every you week you yeah, tested. Every week, yeah, there's something different, yeah, so... It's completely different. Yeah. And and you were saying before, even in your junior career, you're sent back to left fullback <laughs> because you weren't as big as um, exactly. what your coach thought you mm. should be. But so you're not a huge man, mm. um, and I can probably say that because I'm not a huge man either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but how did um, how did you find the physicality of of um, of Premier League? Um, and and playing with men because at, at that time I guess what are you around that eight, seven, seventeen yeah, seven, eighteen eight, years yeah, of seven, age eight, yeah there's a big difference yeah like coming off playing against kids your own age and then you're meeting men who are probably double your age yep 
Yeah, you got to adjust to that. It probably took me a couple of years to yep. get used to that, but so it wasn't as a bad. I built myself up, yeah, working on myself. So and again, the confidence, yeah, so to hold the ball up and, yep. and using your body. So yeah. really, you yeah. develop that technique of exactly, yeah. You got it. <laughs> it's either that or you go down. Yeah. And so you're developing a, a, a successful game, which you know really came yeah. into prominence against when you were playing with South Coast United. But before we get there, was um, how did, what was your game at that point? You know, were you sort of uh, more a through ball, or you liked it at your feet, or you know, how, how would you describe your game at well, that point? When I was younger, probably more the through ball. Yep. So I was pretty quick. Yep. You know, off the mark, over yep. 20, 30 metres. But then as you get older... Yeah, you probably like it more to your feet, and I was yep. more confident on turning people yep. and holding them off. Yeah, as I got stronger. Yeah. Yeah. So as my body grew, I grew with confidence to turn people. Yeah. yeah. And that's all it is. It's getting that first yard on people, and that's what I worked on—just quickness off the mark. Just yeah? the sharpness. Yeah. The first five yards where you counts. Once you're in front of people, it's up to you how you work it. Yep. Yeah. So that's how I looked at it. Yeah. So you had, um, like I said, on and off in youth grade and, mm. and first grade, which I guess might, well. <laughs> might not have been a bad thing in terms of yeah, not playing the Yeah, frustrating, very frustrating. So there yeah. was really that burning well, ambition to play, to play first, first grade exactly. week in, week yeah. out. Getting left out, yeah, you always think to yourself, again, here we yep. go, yeah, so build up again, yeah, train harder or whatever, whatever it takes, yeah. So. And what about... Um, uh, that year you were, I guess, at Paul Kemble, even though you were sort of on and off. Mm. Uh, the stats that I could gather um, were that you were the second top goal scorer in under-19s and I think uh, Kerry Davenport at Bulleye was uh, way ahead there and you still scored 13 goals, but you scored 20 goals in all grades. So that was yeah. first mainly reserves. And, and reserves. And, yeah. and even, um, do you remember much about... Round one that year in '86 because you started first grade and you were you got the the man of the match. So yeah, jeez, I can't remember that. Nah. <laughs> Do you remember who we played? No, no, <laughs> no just a, a fact that yeah. I was given. But yeah, I can't remember. So it now. wasn't. Yeah. It was a good year in terms of goals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, top goal scorer in youth grade. You're scoring goals in first grade, first coming grade. on and off. Yeah, it'll um, start. Yeah, like if I would have stayed in youth grade, maybe different. Yeah, but. My intention was to play first grade. And in terms of that year, you then uh, uh, transferred across to South Coast United, where you had probably mm. your best period as a as a football player. But um, was it just a matter of saying to Port in '86, "Well, hey, I want to play more first grade," or did South Coast come and uh, poach you? No. <laughs> well, that's a funny story, that one, because Paul Kemble at the time. Sacked Joe Marino and, yep. and they appointed Robert Fry as coach for the 87 season. Okay. I left Aris because of Robert Fry. Oh. And when they signed him up, and I thought, well, here we go again. You know, I'm going to be stuck behind me because he brought all the players with. He had his five, six players that cool players went. And coaches, went, went coaches do that? Exactly, yep. yeah. And so I thought, no, I'm not going to put up with that again. And my other brother was playing at South Coast United in the first division. Well, South Coast Croatia at the time, that was my fault. In 86. South Coast Croatia. And I went away from him at the end of 86 down to Mildura for a Croatian tournament. Yeah, and me and Max Bertoncelli knew each other because I knew Max's father. He coached Kemlawara and played at Kemlawara. 
So yeah, we had a good time at Mildura. So that was in the off season of the yeah, '86 at, at, season. Yeah, '86. You went to the Croatian tournament. Yeah, and they said, "Well, you're off contract. What do you want to do?" And, okay. So they approached Paul Kemmler and they paid a little fee, whatever it was at the yep. time. I think it was probably the highest at the time in the district, three thousand. I think it was. Yep. They paid, and yeah, and I stayed there. And it was a good family over there. <laughs> so that um, that first year, and and I think. And uh, hopefully the South Coast Croatian supporters or former mm. committee people don't get too upset with me, but I'm pretty sure they were formed in '84. Yes, um, right. So they were yeah. sort of they'd sort the of moved team. up, yeah. moved up the divisions very quickly, and, and they were in Premier League in '87. And that was uh, probably the best year, I guess they've had, and and one of the best years you've had. Yeah. Um, you were Premier League top goal scorer. Um, the team was. Premier League league champions, Premier League grand final winners, ample ample cup winners where you That's played correct. against Canberra teams and yes. and you scored twenty nine goals that year yeah. and and that record was around up until last year I think exactly, it was yeah last year bloke where I think the Wollongong Olympic yeah Japanese player yeah, Japanese from from memory memory. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. My yes. apologies for not knowing his name, but no, I can't but remember his that name. That eighty-seven but... season, um, you know, who were you playing with? Who was the coach? I think it was Neil Williams. Neil Williams was our coach, and Eddie Mullen was our assistant coach at the time. So he's probably the backbone for training. <laughs> Eddie, he was a hard man because Neil was still playing, wasn't Neil he? Neil played, yes, very good. And player. I think he uh, had his uh, brother Rodney. Yep, but played. Neil had had. Um, uh, a youth Welsh cap as well, maybe. That's right. He played for Wales, and he was also the state league player of the year in New South Wales with in '84. Uh, no, he was with um, Blacktown. I okay. think it was. Okay. Yeah, I think it was with Blacktown. It wasn't with Ferry Meadow. So you get to South Coast. You know a yeah. little bit about him because yeah. your brother was there. You That's went right. to Mildura. Yeah. So you. It wasn't as if you're turning up day one of pre-season exactly. not knowing. You know everyone. Yeah. You know Max. Yes. So um, what was uh, Neil and, and Eddie's um, sort of coaching style? Oh, they were pretty fair. Yeah. Yep. Like they were hard but fair. Yeah. Yep. All they wanted was everyone put in. Yep. What you put in is what you get out of it. That's what they always said to us. Yeah. And they were always fair with everyone. Yeah. They'd approach you, and they were people you can approach. Yep. Yeah. If you had a problem. Go and Tell talk him. to him. Exactly. Yeah. And Eddie was a real estate agent, so he was a good talker. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. He'd, he'd make his seed his way. <laughs> That's yep. a real salesman. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, but he's a nice man, Eddie. He was probably... And what about the type of football you got? You guys played in 87? Obviously, it was well, successful if you're, you're winning the well, three major trophies on offer. As you... I know, statistics are there, but we're probably the team... We're an attacking team. Yep. We never liked defence. Yep. So I think 87, we scored 70 goals that yep. year, but we conceded 30. Yep. And I think that's why that year a lot of spectators, they say we had a lot of spectators, but a lot of people come from other clubs to watch us. Because yep. even though... It's just an attractive yeah, brand of football. Yeah, the way we were playing was open football. We are conceding probably, I think, we conceded one and a half goals a game that season. Yep. But we scored three and a half a game yep. on average. So... You come and watch us, you're guaranteed nearly three, four goals a game. game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think people were enjoying that. Yeah, yeah I and, enjoyed and, it. And what was that 87 team? Do you sort of vaguely remember the rough lineup that was... Yeah, I remember. So who, who was in goals? Uh, Vedran Ravignac, yep. who 
Apparently he's died now, so yep. yeah, God bless his soul. <laughs> uh, we had um, Nicky Graydead. Yep. Um, Lelo Camino, our fullbacks. We had Ricky Mundelo and Gil Lee yep. as our centre-half and stopper. In the midfield, we had Mirko Sola, Ivan Serrano and Neil Williams. And up front was me, Max and Johnny Sutcliffe. Wow. Yeah, that was our lineup. A very, very four, handy three, lineup. Three. It was always 4 3 3. We never changed from that all year. And was there a, a time there? Because this was, I think, South Coast. Um, were they promoted from the year before from, from first 86, division? From 86, yeah. 86, they got promoted from first division to Premier League. So that this was is their, their first year? year. In the Premier League, and yes, exactly. you know, I guess um, their fourth year as a club, and and so they're yeah. they're doing well, the fifth season, really. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> what was the feeling around the club because you well, were thereabouts for most of the season, yeah. and then went away with it? But yeah. what do you? What was oh, the feeling yeah. like at the club? Because it must have been pretty exciting amongst just the playing group, yeah. committee, and yeah. supporters. I think that when we first started the pre-season, I think. The Coromel Leagues Club, we had a yep. pretty good run in that. Yep. So we thought, yeah, it's not too bad. Things are working out. We knew we had problems in defence. Yep. But we're working on our attack, so we're always vulnerable at the back. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, but I think it was about the fifth game that year in the Premier League. We'd won our first four and drawn one out of five. Paul yep. Kemmler had five out of five, which is Robert Fryer's team. Yep. And we were due to meet the following week. So, yeah, I think after that game, we met Paul Kim in the match of the day at Primby. Yep. And I think all the hype, and we thought, well, this is our biggest test. And we came away for a 7-1 win that day. And wow. I think it was after that day that we all looked at each other and thought, yeah, we can, we can compete, do this. compete with them, yeah. And that's a big result, yeah, I guess, 7-1 right. against seven, one, the two, two well, top teams. Or... Yeah, and even the Italians couldn't believe it, yeah, and, 7-1, yeah, like, well, I think it was 3-1 at half-time. Yep. And second half, we just laid it on them. Yeah, just, and what about yeah. yourself? Was there just a tiny part of you going, well, yeah. look, when I get first consistent first-grade mm. games, this is, this is what I can produce in terms of Robert Fryer. Exactly. You know, nothing yeah. against Robert. You know, yeah. coaches, as we all know, um, have certain people that they yeah. like to play. It was just the confidence that Neil Williams had in me. Yep. Yeah, through the coaching staff. And Mirko and the boys, yeah, and they fed me, yep. yeah, and that's the more they fed me, the more I grew in confidence, yeah, and yep. like I wasn't getting that before, whereas they had confidence in me, you know, me and Max had a good eye understanding together, yeah, because we played a lot of indoor soccer together, yep. too, yeah, so we're good on the one two. That rela- to soccer other. relationship yeah, was already right. there, and we had the understanding where we where we were going, yeah, so that helped us, yeah, it's just the confidence that the players gave you, yeah, just like giving you the ball. They didn't, they didn't care if you missed a couple yep. of times because eventually they knew the odds are he is get a score. Cool. Yeah, so yeah, just to have that confidence of the players helped you grow. Yeah. And you must have been pretty satisfied having your first full season. You, you, you're turning <laughs> 20 later on in that year. Yeah, exactly. So you're only 19. Yeah, I was still a teenager. So you're only time. 19 <laughs> and then you're um, 29 goals. Yeah. And that, that probably that good. probably doesn't include Bampton Cup no, games and that was just and Coronel league leagues and yeah, whatnot. That's just league goals. So um, you might have got over the thirty mark. And the Ampol Cup, I scored a few in them. In so how game. did you find? Um, let's talk about those two things or three things. Mm. Um, 
how how many points did you win the league by, or did I it come th- down to the last round? No, or? I think we had one with um, four games to go that year. Wow. Yeah. So those last we were sitting pretty three or four games, yeah. it's, I guess we're, it's we're like... relaxed. And, and how yeah. was that? Was that still just the motivation in the team, or let's keep winning? Let's yeah, let's go into the semi-finals, or yeah, did... Exactly. We had to go into the semis with confidence still, And a bit of know? form. If you lose confidence, well, it's hard to pick it up over one game, you know? Yep. Especially when you're playing teams that are just as good as you. Yep. Yeah, so you have to keep that rolling. Eddie, that trainee, he made sure you are on the ball, you know, like... He knew when you were flat, yeah. So he predominantly took the sessions. Yeah, Eddie and then, looked after most of the But on game day, but him and him and Neil... Oh, Neil of, used to take, like... Neil done a lot of work for the strikers and yep. the goalkeepers, whereas Eddie took the rest of the squad, but we, he'd work us and the goalkeepers as much as we can. So it was a know. good working relationship yeah. between and coach and moves, assistant coach. Exactly, yeah. If we had set moves that Neil wanted, bring the defenders in, yeah. We'd yep. work on that, yeah. It's, yeah, it was pretty good. Was, so... Um, what was the the local watering watering hole that um, South Coast Croatia then went to after games? Um, back in the days, it was the Unendera Hotel. So yeah. was it a pretty big celebration when oh, yeah. that that <coughs> fifth last round or fourth last round where you knew yeah. you'd won it? Oh mate, that was unbelievable! I think we stayed there all night and we drank yep. for free. Yeah, the Croatian people just putting money on the bar and it was just yeah, it was a good feeling. Yeah. And and what about um, coming into the semi-finals? Um, you've won the league, but there were mm. some other strong teams. Yeah, um, there was actually. What do you remember of the the semi-final series and I then the grand we, final? I think we beat Bulleye in the semi-final that year. Yep. And we went straight through to the grand final. So, and I think because um, back then it was top four, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And Bulleye victory. Someone ended up playing Cringillo, and Cringillo that year ended up going through to the grand final yep. from fourth spot. You know? and, okay. And it was funny because we we're up in Queensland because we had the week off, and me and Max were part of the Illawarra indoor team. Okay. So we were up at um, Bundaberg at the time. Yep. And we just got the news oh, Cringillo just won the semi final. Oh, wow. And at the time, that little George he was a committee member of Cringillo, but he was. Yep the manager of the indoor uh, team okay, as yep. well. He was up there with us. and he's So he looking, was happy? Yeah, he's there looking at us, telling us, oh, we play years next week. And said, oh, God. <laughs> and it was like the Macedonians and the Croatians, yeah. So we thought, oh, here we go. Yeah, but I'll, I'll never forget it, the morning of the game, yeah, we all went to Kaima for breakfast yep. yeah, in a minibus, yeah. Yep. We all stayed away from everyone, the families yep. and everything. Yeah, and we ended up, Arriving at Memorial Park about 1.30, and that was just the best scene I've ever seen. Yep. Yeah, just people everywhere. Yeah. So a big crowd? Yeah, there was. I think that was one of the biggest at the time for the So locals. you'd played, I guess, in um, uh, 80, 83, you'd played in a reserve grade grand final yeah. in first division with yeah, Aris. That was, so yeah, that was at King Mickey Park. At so Marilla, you, sort of, yeah. you sort of had an understanding of grand finals, yeah, but here exactly. is the top league in the Illawarra. Yeah. A huge crowd, two big clubs. Yeah, Cringilla had a... Big Massive support, following? Big following, yeah. And so what do you remember of the game and, and, and what was uh, the final score? Well, we ended up winning 3-1, but I remember um, <laughs> uh, Norm Georgievsky, I think his name was, played for Cringilla. It was one all at the time, and I think it was David Green or someone that hit the post for him, or Brian Brown, I think it was, yep. which would have made it 2-1. And from that, we had a breakaway. And Max put this ball in, and Norm's come in in front of me and it's come off the side of his head, and he scored a known goal. 
sales 2-1, then I scored about five minutes later to make it 3-1. And that was the final score, but Norm was the one who probably won the game for us <laughs> in the end, which we all patted him on the head, which didn't make it any better. But yeah, I and, remember and, that part. And what about um, yourself? Pretty satisfying to score in the grand final? Yeah, I don't think I had a very good game that day, but, yeah, just a score. Yeah, that's what I'm there for. I guess that's what um, yeah. good strikers do. They yeah, score exactly. even when they play badly. Yeah, exactly. I didn't have a very good game, but, yeah. And, and what about... Um, uh, the Ample Cup Series yeah, because that was that was big. The best, the best teams of it the Canberra. Top four, it was the top four of Illawarra versus the top four of Canberra. Yep. And how they worked it out was, was that played post season or no, just during was, the year? That was at the end of the year. At the end of at, the year, after yep. the grand finals, when the Ample Cup started. So and there was good prize money involved. Yeah, that's right. There was ten well, summer. I can't remember what it was. It was good yep. money. But it was the first. So first and second from Illawarra played third and fourth from Canberra. Okay. In a yep. round robin series, and vice, vice versa. versa, and then out of that you got four teams left. So whoever won that, and then I think we ended up playing Bill Connon in the semi final down yep. there. And we were up three 0 at half time, <laughs> and they came back and drew three all. And Neil Williams blasted us. I remember they didn't even in the press because we're all on the paddle boats the day before because <laughs> <laughs> we went down the day before all the players. So yeah, and it wasn't took it a bit easy. Yeah, but we ended up winning down here two one or something. So we made the final. Yep. We ended up playing Canberra Croatia in the final. So that was big a Croatian two, derby. Oh, mate, that was the biggest party you ever see. We went down to Canberra. We drew two all down there. So it was it was like the Champions League. Yep. The away goals counted Count. as double. So we'll think like, oh, two all. That's not two. too bad. We had a big party at their club down there. Yep. And the following week we played in. And we were upset because we wanted to play at home. Yep. But the ISA made us play at Memorial Park. Okay. And we said, well, that's not fair. Where's our home ground advantage? Yeah, we had to play on their home ground. And now the ISA changed ours and made yep. us play at Memorial Park. Well, we ended up winning, but lucky. <laughs> but, yeah, it was good. The Croatian people are fantastic people. Yeah. So yeah. at the end of that year, uh, you must have pinched yourself a little bit because... After probably two or three years of really wanting to play a season of just first grade, mm. you got your chance. Um, yeah. A great bunch of players and a great club, and and you were the best of the best that year in mm. the semi-final series. You won yeah. um, and won the yeah, grand Ampol. final league champions Ampole Cup. Ampol so Cup. Yeah, it was a great year that year. <laughs> so uh, you, you come back in in '88, and then um, I guess I guess the shine. Shine went off it a bit, you know. You yeah. dropped from twenty nine goals to ten goals, 10. roughly. Yeah. Um, you'd played less games as well. Yeah. Was there an injury that year for you, or yeah, and work and that? So it was pretty, I think that year there was a lot of rain. They cancelled half the year that year. I think, okay, I think that was the year eighty eight. It was either eighty eight or eighty nine. Yeah. One of the two. I think it was eighty eight. That was only the half year because they ended yep. up cancelling the whole first round. We played two games, but then the rain set in. So for about two months, there was nothing happening. So the ISA said, well, we'll scrap the first round. And, and just, we'll, play, we'll just the play the second round. We'll work it like that. Because you yeah. did do, and I think uh, the Bampton Cup wasn't played either, but the start of the year in yeah. 88, you did start off well. You won the Coromel Leagues. Yeah, that's correct. And you correct. won the, yeah. the old Charity Shield. Charity Shield, yeah. As well. So that's things right. started off well, but yeah. 
but during the year you just you just think part of the rain and yeah, and for I yourself personally work just the confidence and lack of enthusiasm from the boys we didn't train as much on the ground because you couldn't get a ground it was yep. more inside and gym yep. work and yeah it's probably completely different that year yeah, and so you obviously didn't make the semis but um no that's right in 89 though um yeah we came a, back a, another good a very good year where you were league champions yeah we won and I, I think even in in that 89 season you had an 18 game run without defeat yeah that's right so yeah. um yourself um you probably got about 18 I think that year you scored yeah. scored a few goals yeah I um, remember 23 but mm. you've won the league again so yeah. um did the is that when players like um uh, I guess you had Claude yeah, Cellini come Claude on board. Claude Cellini came, yeah, that's and, correct. Um, I think Fernandez, Richard Fernandez, yeah, came from Arula One. And, and maybe us. Um, Craig Vini as well. Yeah, Craig Vini came from Tarawana with Claude at the time. Yep. And uh, Craig Rogers, I think it was from yep. Helensburg, and Dave Jerza. Well, yep. Dave Jerza came, but he was mainly in the reserves, but. He played a bit of first So a couple of new us. guys come in. Was yeah. was Neil still the coach in '89? So I'm thinking. I think um, I think David Skeen came along. I think it was '89. Yeah, it was. Could have been. Might have been '90, but yeah. So David Skeen came along and coached us one year. I can't remember what year that was. So we won what, it that year. Too, what do you I remember think. of '89? Where you were league champions? It, yeah. That was how cool. how was it different to the '87 year? Well. I don't know, just a different personnel that I was around, I think. Re-energised the team yeah, a bit? Yeah, probably did. Yeah, We strengthened a couple of spots, like Richard coming in at the back. Yep. Probably gave us a bit more Because he's a very good defender. There. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we strengthened yeah. that up. And obviously Claude Cellini yeah, was midfield. a... Yeah, and Craig Vini. A quality midfielder yeah, Claude we'd was. we'd lost Nicky Gray did. He'd, yep. he'd finished up, so Craig slotted straight into right fullback. Yep. So that worked out well. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah. Craig Rogers, he was a midfielder. Yep. He, he was coaching. He coaches for a few games too, I think. Okay. Yeah, in between, yeah. So it was enjoyable nonetheless. Yeah. We didn't win the grand final, nah, but, well, but to win the league, is, in my eyes, is the most yeah. important thing. Yeah, exactly. To me, like I'm from Europe. Yep. So first past the post is the winner. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm totally with you there. This, these grand finals, that's a one-off one affair yeah, on the day a, who's the better team. A couple know? of weeks exactly. where you just play a different season. But over 22, 24 weeks, if you're the most consistent, well, you deserve to be the champions. Yeah, That's the way it should be anyway. And for yourself, um, you're pretty uh, pretty happy there at South Coast Croatia. Oh, yeah. They started building a great facility yeah. there. As well, and so, um, like you said, they're just such uh, hospitable people, yeah, the Croatian. So right, it was yeah. just a, a great atmosphere, and you were very happy there. And, exactly. And in 1990, um, even though the team only came third, yeah. um, you were top goal scorer again, yeah, again. Yeah. Um, with 21 goals. So yeah. you did win, uh, I think you were runner-up in the Bampton Cup in 1990 yes. as well. But I think we lost three Bampton Cups by the same school, I think, three, two. <laughs> so again, you'd... You'd reach sort of the the pinnacle of the mm. goal scoring ranks, so yeah. you must have been pretty happy with oh, your own my craft. Se- my season, yes, but as a team, third place, yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, you played to win trophies, yeah. So. Yep. But what about um, yourself? You're you're 21. Yeah. Um, you know, you 
you're the best, one of the best strikers out of, you know, there could no, be I'll, top three or four strikers. I'm probably a lucky striker to play with lucky, you know, with good players around me, you know, so. Feeding you and whatnot. Yeah. But were you ever thinking, should I try myself in State League or... Yeah, or? Well, I, had a, I had a bit of a run with the Wollongong Macedonia in the National League, which, you know, wasn't too bad, you know, until... Well, Casey De Bruyne, when he took over from John Fleming, started yep. cutting the squad down. So yeah, oh, well, it was a good learning experience anyway. So yes. that was so that was um, uh, so ninety one. Even though you with South Coast United, you because mm. I think that was ninety one uh, yeah. Wollongong United. Yeah. So you had a bit of the season with Wollongong Macedonia. That's right. They transferred me over, yep. and then Croatia ended up getting me back there so. so that's um fascinating in the sense that you didn't play the whole year with south coast croatia but you yeah. um in 91 won the top goal scoring award again with 20 yeah. goals 20 so you goals. didn't play the full season yeah. <laughs> and and did okay oh well yeah. so like said, when you play for good players you know and you get the chances you know it's up to yourself you know so you did get a chance in the nsl was there yes. many games that you had a chance or was it once Oh, John Fleming had been twice. sacked. Yeah, once he got sacked, that was it. Yeah. Yep. I was pushed out the door more or less. Yeah. But John was there for the first 10 games. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was pretty good. And how yeah. did you think you acquitted yourself in games that you played? Uh, average, very yep. average. But it was good learning. Yeah, It was different again to the Premier yep. League. Yeah, it's, it's the highest league again. Yeah, yeah so exactly. It's a different step again. But I was starting to learn a bit. But then when Casey came in, well... That's when it stopped, and I went back to Croatia. Yeah. So, do you think he just thought he had other ideas in terms of strikers? Yeah, or? because he coached them in the um, state league, and yep. they got promoted that year, and they only had six months to prepare for the national league. Yep. So Casey quit the club. Yep. Yeah. After he won the state league, so John Fleming had to come in in five months, build the team to be competitive. Yep. And I think he never lost one for the first four or five games. We we only drew every game, but wasn't too bad, you know, for the first season with the amount of time he had. Yep. He only had state league players, really, the crop that won the state league to work with. And other Premier League yeah, players and, like yourself yeah, from the Aurora right. League. Yeah. He didn't have much to pick from, you know, in three, four months. And I think he'd done all right. But the Macedonians were looking for other things. So, yeah, they and moved that him happens on. in yeah, football. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, obviously, it wasn't South South Coast Croatia didn't, I guess, mind you sort of trying yeah, your luck course, in NSL. Yeah. They and then, all for it. They and then coming back. Yes, yeah. And then, um, like I said, you still were a top goal scorer. So, yeah. I don't know uh, where the team ended up that year. But, um, nonetheless, it was still a successful season for you. Yeah. So, so what, what changed um, with you that, um, say, 20... 20 um, 22 you were roughly, um, 21-22, that you then went from Premier League, South Coast United in 91 to to Kemlawara, who were in the second division, the third tier of Illawarra yeah. football. Yeah. Um, at the time they were. At yes. time. So what what brought about that change? Well, at the end of the 91 season, South Coast Croatia, they called all the players into the Croatian Hall at Victory. Yep. And we knew because back then there was a civil war back home with the yep. with the Serbians and all that. So, yeah, they called us in. They said, look, because of what's going on back home, we can't afford to be doing this yep. anymore. And they decided to drop themselves okay. from the Premier League to second division. They went to the ISA and dropped themselves. Yep. They said, look, all you blokes are on contract. You can have a free contract. 
Yeah, they're not going to ask for money. Money, for, for no transfers. They said this is our decision. So we all looked at each other. We we're all surprised actually. Yep. We didn't know it was coming. Far out. What's going on here? So some other factors yeah. involved yeah, in terms of the club, and they yeah. had to yeah. club had did. to do what's right for them, and then exactly by their community. So it wasn't so it wasn't that you were unhappy in any shape or form. Yeah, you were quite right. happy and content there. It was just. They'd made their decision as yeah. a committee and... And we all looked at each other and thought, well, this is a bit of a shock, yeah, we've been going well. Yep. Yeah, so that was their decision. And Richard Fernandez actually stayed there and coached them the following year. Okay. Yeah, because he had, had no choice, really, yeah. Yep. So he stayed there and my dad was... We're Portuguese background, yep. so... And the Portuguese club approached me dad and they said, well, what's the chance of us getting your son? Yep. So, yeah, I went there and... Had a chat to him. Because there would have been other Premier League yeah, clubs that probably yeah, wanted your there services. Was. Yeah, there was. But, but I family to do ties. for the Portuguese community. My dad said, well, you got to help them out. And I said, yeah, I'll give it a go. And they said, do you want a coach? I thought, jeez, I'm only learning myself. Yeah? Yeah. I'm only 22, 23, and I'm going to be talking to blokes older than me. That's They've right. probably played longer than me. So it was a bit of a learning curve for myself. But, yeah, I think I've done all right. And well, I think that 92 season, you were second division player of the year. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was. So yeah, what, that was what, funny. I thought, geez, how did I get that? Because I played half the games off the bench. Because I used to give the players a chance. Yep. And I'd put myself on the bench, even though the Portuguese. And that actually cost me. Because I missed out on promotion by three goals. Okay. We finished equal second with South Coast Croatia that year. But they beat us by three goals on goal difference. Tarawana won the comp yep. that year. And I thought, geez, and all the Portuguese didn't forgive me for that. <laughs> so the following year, I never made that mistake, but I didn't coach. Okay. Yeah, I just played. So, yeah. so you obviously enjoying yourself to stay there and then um, oh, that... Um, mate, I can't not- fault Kemalori as a club. Yeah, they looked after every player. Not saying that because I'm Portuguese, but no, even no. the other ones that came there... They all want to stay there. Yeah, I think you you described it at Croatia, so I don't think there's any yeah. chance of you saying, you know, one nationality's better. You played nah. at a great club like South Coast Croatia, and oh, then you went to Kimberwara, and they were the same. Because yeah. at Kimberwara, you had Skibaris. Uh, yes. I think you had blokes like uh, Hayes, Serrano, D'Souza, Lewis, Pappas, yeah. Nichols. So some names there that you played with. So yeah, um, some handy players in second division. Yeah, Spiros was a good player, that Spiros Pappas. Yep. Yeah. Greek player. And he had half an eye. Yep. Because one eye, he was half blind, didn't it? Yeah, so, but he was a very good player. Yeah. So 93, you were league champions in second division. That's um, correct. Yeah. got, um, I guess, promoted, but yeah. you lost the grand final to Shellhaven. And um, I think in the first half yeah, from the grand one. final... I think it was 4-1. That but you know, you you'd scored twenty goals in fifteen games. Yeah. Um, like you said, you played, you weren't coaching. Yeah. Um, and I think even in the grand final, they they their goalkeeper, the Shelhaven goalkeeper, pulled off one good save. You hit the bar, yeah. and then that could have changed the match. Yeah, well, but you just got promoted, so exactly. it must have been. That was pretty, our main aim was to get the first division. Yeah, so, so you were pretty happy yeah. in terms of the club, the team, and and who was coaching that year. Because um, you dropped, you said like I you think, said, um, you weren't play coach anymore. Yeah. Actually, I got yeah. Richard Fernandez came to Kimawara. Okay. He coached. Okay. Yeah, we were speaking there. Yeah, Richard ended up coming there because I had Mark Tool as well back yep. then. He was my assistant. Okay. So Richard and Mark in the middle of defence was a very good for first division because Mark played at South Coast, Coast. Croatia, 
in the reserves and first, you know, on and off. So, yeah, we had a good team for first division. So there was yeah. a couple of uh, people from your yeah. South Coast Croatia days. and mm. So, 94, you are in the first division, you know, you'd played Premier League. Um, yeah. You were sort of, I guess, for you, a leaner season, fourth place, nine goals. Yeah. Um, but you's again, made the grand final. Um and lost to lost West Terra, yeah, but it, from that. all reports, though, it didn't look like you played the full season. Is nah. that correct? So, what had happened there? I'm pretty sure that's when Wolfgang Mikowski came to Kemlawara. Yep, me and him didn't see eye to eye. So, yeah, there was a lot of trouble there that year for me with the club. Yeah. So, you only so, really played the second half of the year. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I remember it was something to do with Jimmy. Yeah. Yep, yeah. and so. Um, <laughs> Like you said, uh, with Robert Fryer and whatnot. Actually, I think that was the year I actually left them at the beginning of the year. Okay. And come back. Okay. Because no, it was a bit later on. Yeah. Because you only played on the second that. half of the year in '94. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. I can't remember now. Yeah, I'm not sure. But it was definitely more to do with yeah. the coach and. I think it might have been the year I went to Serbia. Okay. For half a year. Yep. Yeah, and played with Barry Robinson. Okay. Yeah. And how did you find it there at Serbia? Yeah, it wasn't too bad, but again, Robert Fryer was my coach. <laughs> <laughs> and Kemalara approached me to come back, and I went back to him. Yeah. Serbia didn't want to leave me go at the start, but I just quit. Yep. So after about four weeks, they come to an agreement, so I've come back. Yeah. So then, um, 95, you stayed with Kemalara? That's right. Well, you played the rest of your career at Kembawara. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, you... I ended up, well, I ended up leaving them, I think, oh, 96 or 97. Okay. And I joined um, Wollongong Olympic. Yep. John Fleming was coach. And my mate, Billy Kiriakidis, was his assistant at the time. Yep. So he asked me to go there. And Charlie's Lickerbun, I know them well. Yep. He was one of the sponsors. He goes, come home, we'll look after you. So that was all right. We we started coming good at the Olympic. Yep. Right. First couple of games, a bit on and off. Then I started coming good and we were starting to pick it up. We played Kemlawara yep. at Brandon Park. I'd had a hat-trick by half-time. So I thought, well, the Portuguese wanted to kill me when I was walking <laughs> off. But I'd done me hemi, so I didn't come out for the second half. And John goes, no, nah, stay in the shed. But I went out. They wanted to kill me, so I went to the club after that, to yep. the Portuguese club. It was their home crown. And then Jimmy Dafkoski was there, and they were looking at me, and they called me in the back room, the committee. They said, are you interested in coming back and coaching? I looked at them and said, what about Jimmy? No, we're going to sack him tomorrow. <laughs> I said, look, let me go home and think about it, yeah? Yep. And I'll give you an answer tomorrow, yeah? So I went home, and I spoke to Billy, who was a good mate of mine, and his dad, who was one of the sponsors, he owns Charlie's Liquor Bar. Yep. And, and I said, look, sorry, but yeah, I'm going back to my people. Yeah. Yep. And they were good about it. Yeah. But John Fleming was pissed off. So when I went to John and told him and the committee, well, that was a different story. So again, I had to quit the club and I was about four or five weeks, I couldn't play. play. But I was allowed to coach. That's where I had him. I could coach Kemalara, but I couldn't, couldn't play. play. That's right. So I was still contracted to Wollongong Olympic. <laughs> yeah, so John Fleming at the end said, all right, but we'll put a clause, you can't play against Olympic. And Kemalara said, yeah, that's fine. 
Little did John know he was going to get sacked in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it was a it was a funny um, yeah a funny cycle. scenario in the sense that yeah. you took over from Jim, who um, Jimmy Davkovsky. And I then, started getting him out of relegation because I'd won a couple of games with him. And, and you left Olympic under John. Under John. John gets sacked and Billy... And I think they were, from what when I interviewed John, yeah. um, they were still in a very good position. They weren't... Yeah, they were. They were just on the edge or in the semis, so exactly. fourth or fifth. So it was a weird sacking him. He was extremely yeah. surprised and, I guess, bewildered. But And then he came yeah. to Kembawara. Yeah, because I was at the liquor shop one night and... John rang Bill to tell him, oh, they just sacked me. Yep. And John actually said to Bill, oh, ask Joe if he's interested in getting me to Kemalora. And Billy goes, Joe's right next to me here. <laughs> and we started talking. And I said, and it was the following Tuesday we met at the Illawarra Yacht Club. And yep. I lined up a meeting with the Kemalora committee Midi. for John. But I met John earlier and we had a chat about things, that, what he wanted. And I said, well, it's all yours if you want it, mate. Yep. I'm happy just to play. Yeah. So were you sort of, not a sort of, um, your coach when you, you well, were I asked to, or yeah, to help right. out? Yeah, just to help out. But yeah. it was never in your blood, really? Nah, not really, no. Nah. I haven't got the patience for it. But yeah. And you still wanted to play. You're still a, yeah, exactly. I guess we're talking 98 here, um, you know, you're still, what, early 30s, so yeah. Yeah, something like that. 30 yeah turning 31 later that year, so yeah. you still had a bit of football left in yeah, you. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, um, yeah, what a weird series of events that yeah. sort of... That was, that was a funny I guess John year. was upset with you, but um, yeah. John's that sort of bloke where he'll still ring you up afterwards and yeah, say, was... well, can you speak to Joe? And then you well, played I, I under played him. against John as well. And, yeah, you know, we never used to get on on the field. He'd, he'd be the one to come up and hit you from behind. <laughs> yeah, and that's the sort of player he was, you know, but... I didn't lose respect for him because no. of that. That's and, part and of the game. And he didn't obviously lose respect yeah, for you either. that's just part of the game. What happens yep. on the field stays, stays on, on the field. field. Yeah, yep. It's how you deal with it. And <laughs> even, I guess, off the field, he still wanted to chat with you. And, yeah, exactly. We, and saw an opportunity to come yeah. to Kembawara, and, mm. and that was sort of, a, I guess, a, a golden period for him as a, a local coach because he yeah. took Kembawara to, Grand I guess, final. great heights in 2002, yeah. I think it was. or 2001 or 2002. Yeah. We ended up winning it. So, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd done me knee the year before against Bulleye. So you'd played the rest of your, um, <coughs> um, the 99, 2000, 2001 season. With Kembalora. Kembalora, yes. but like you said, you had some knee injuries and yes. whatnot. Yeah, I'd done me right knee playing against Bulleye at Balls Paddock. And yep. I came back actually as a goalkeeper. Really? Yeah, and John had the shits with me. Because he goes, Joe, when are you going to start training, I can use you off the bench, yeah, because I wasn't 100%, Cent, yep. but I could probably, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, yeah, yep. I could probably last, yeah. But my ambition as a kid was always, well, I'd love playing goals. Yep. So I thought, he's a chance for me. <laughs> and, I, and was that just reserve grade, was it? And I think he actually put me on the bench for first grade as a goalkeeper a couple of times. Because I was having blinders in reserve grade. <laughs> <laughs> Even the people were amazed how good I was in goals. But as a kid, I was always in the backyard door, and I always wanted to be a goalkeeper. With your brothers and whatnot? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they built the ball at me. Because yes. you were the youngest, you had to be the goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, I was a target. <laughs> so what about... Um, so really, your body um, was was yeah, the main reason away. that yeah. you gave it away? Yeah, plus me work, concreting yeah. and still fixing, yeah. Couldn't do both. It was just getting harder and harder to get up the yep. next morning and... My joints and that were gone, so yeah, I feel it now. My knees, <laughs> yeah. 
I'm glad I gave it away when I did, I think, yeah. yeah. So when you um, look back at, at a successful career, especially those late 80s and early 90s in particular, um, I guess a lot of players, when I speak to them here, um, say every time they pull, get to play is... Uh, the best times but do you think when you're more successful is that when you look about and you go is that your proudest or your involvement with Kembawara is still yeah. proud as well because of your yeah. family connections and but your yeah. Portuguese heritage mate what what we had at Kembawara just to be my community yep yeah it was just a good feeling it was yeah just see the community getting involved and coming to the games and yep. everyone was happy yeah they had something because were they yeah. always at Albert Butler Park there yeah. or no yep. well, we started at Port Kembla at um King George V Oval up near Paul Kimmler Beach. Yep. And then they... Just next to the cricket ground there. Next to the cricket ground there. Yeah, exactly. That was was our home ground in the second division and first division. Okay. But we had a year where we played on the actual cricket field. Oh, wow. Yeah. One season we had on there. So that was a good ground. (laughs) It would have been similar to Lysart's that the rest of the ground's great, but in the middle of the the cricket pitch. In the middle where you can see the runoff, so the centre was hard. Yep. (laughs) You get away from the centre, it was pretty good. (laughs) So, yeah. No, that was a good year, that. So um, when we talk about um, the best um, defenders you played against, if you had to sort of... I know there might be some that might get upset if they're not named, but if you had to sort of pick a top five that you always found that it was a hard match or they really uh, yeah, really were all over you mm. and it was hard to score, who would some of those defenders be? Well, well Ian Weatheridge would be one of them. Yep. Larry Berringer was another one. Yep. Um, probably from Bulloy, Steve Sargeson yep. and Hemsley. Yep. It was, they were pretty tough. Fernu had blokes like uh, Andrew Sikic, I think his name was. Okay. Something like that. And Peter Thompson. Yep. They were hard blokes to play against. Every, I think nearly every club had their one little individual. Yep. You used to hate playing against. Yeah. They all had their little different ways of doing things. Oh, Shalaba had that Martin in. He was just a, he was one bloke, he was dirty. Yep. Yeah. But that's soccer. Yeah. Yep. And that's how he played the game and yeah, when you played against him, you knew you had to watch your back. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had a few tussles, me and him. And in terms yeah. of uh, strike partnerships and and other midfielders that that you know uh, fed you the ball, who were the who were some of the the best that you enjoyed playing with the most because they knew really where you ran and and what you wanted. Undoubtedly, it's got to be Max Bellinelli. Yep. Yeah, me and Max. I don't think there's ever been two that played together like me and Max, I don't think. Yep. Even now, to this day, yeah. Me and Max were just, I don't know, I think the indoor soccer helped us. That sort of... Yeah, the closeness of the yep. play, yeah, and the quick touches and all that, and we understood each other's play. So you, you just know? knew what each other was going to do yeah. and... and Mirko was another one, Mirko Sola. Yep. He was one good player, yeah, very hard, yeah, and, and if he give you a ball and beat, you know he's got to get there. Yeah. Yep. You can start running. <laughs> yeah, he was another good one. Um, well, Claude Cellini too. Yeah, yep. another good passer of the ball. Yeah, good vision. Neil Williams. Yep. Yeah, it's, God, is that many in there? Yeah, like. So you're very lucky to. Yeah, I had some good players around me. Yeah, like blokes that can read a game. Yeah. Yep. We had our hard blokes. Yeah, like Ivan Serrano, 
Yeah, you wouldn't expect a ball from him. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but he but, had a but, job but to do. Win, but he'd win the ball for you. For you. Yeah, and that was his job. And just give it to Mirko and Neil and let them do the passing, yeah? Yep. And it worked well, yeah? So you need blokes like that, yeah? You need your workers, you need your ball players. So, yeah, we had a good balance there, I think. And did you find um, there were certain grounds that you'd always score on or um, that you preferred because you like to work in confined spaces or you like the bigger parks or...? Yeah, I just think Paul Kimbler's ground. Yep, at Primby there? I just like scoring in front of those Italians, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew a lot of them, yeah. Yep, from like, being there a couple yeah, of years. Yeah. and plus, yeah, growing up in Warralong yep. and that when we were kids, I knew most of the committee men and their kids, and, which are now playing, and yeah, it's yeah, it always a bit of banner, but it's good banner, you know what I mean? Like, good friends and yeah I'd just give it to them and they'd give it to me when they'd win yeah so yeah it's good fun so you must be uh pretty happy with your career did you do you look back and sometimes think maybe after 87 or 88 that maybe you should have tried state league or do you think just with family and work life that it would never have worked the three days training and yeah well that's true I did I did think about it yep yeah but a lot of people don't know I had my first kid when in 85 Yep. Yeah, my second one came along in '87, and yeah, probably working was a wise choice. The priority, yeah, yeah. and family, just, yeah, yep. just for and the money, providing. yeah, yeah, constant money, yeah. Yep. I could chase soccer, but then I'm chasing money too. Yep. Yeah, whereas work's guaranteed. Yeah, so. And family comes yeah, first exactly. in that sense. Yeah, my dad wasn't happy with me at the time. Yeah, but hey, that's a choice I made, and you know, I'm not unhappy about it. Yeah, yeah. but. Maybe now, if I wasn't married, or yeah, it could have been different, yeah. Yep. But I had other things to think about. But you still had a taste of it in 91. Yeah, with, that's right. With yeah. Uh, yeah, my Wollongong, first game Macedonia, was in, so... My first game was in Adelaide. That was a buzz. Yeah, you put on your suit, your tie. And, and was that know, against that. Adelaide City? Or? Adelaide City it was, and we actually got rocks thrown at us after the game. And John Fleming, we didn't leave the sheds for about two hours till they cleared the people. Yeah, we ended up drawing two all in the last minute. And there was a big fight, me and Sandtrack, I think it was. We both got yellow carded, and, and after the game, they wanted to kill us. <laughs> yeah, it was mayhem. And I remember Phil Murphy sat on the plane with me on the way there, and he said, Joe, just think of it as another Premier League game. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's no different. Yeah, it's 11 against 11. 11. Yeah, and Phil was a nice player. I got on well with Phil, yeah. Done a lot of interviews with me and that yep. over the years and that, yeah. Sad to hear him die, actually. Yeah, it was yes. sad that he passed yeah. away, but it, it says a lot about him that even though he was a journalist, but yeah. just a lover of the game, that oh, he was. on the way down, um, well, making you debut in NSL and he's giving you advice. So that says a lot young, about him, doesn't it? I was a it? young pup yep. at the time, so I drew the bad straw. I had John Fleming and Phil Murphy. I had to sit in between them on the plane all the way down to Adelaide. <laughs> all the blacks are all joking around, and I had to be serious with these two. <laughs> no, I'm just a young one. I don't know what's going on. And what about your, your other game? Was that at home here, or where was that yeah, in NSL? I played free here at Brandon Park. Yep. Um, St George Stadium, where I'm. Uh, that was the game that probably killed me. Yep. It was against Sydney Olympic and it was one on. I had a breakaway in the last couple of minutes and I stuffed it. Yep. Yeah. Which and John Fleming came after me after that game, he goes, Joe, a bit more pressure here in it. And I just looked down, he goes, head up, he goes, Don't worry about it, it's a learning curve. Yep. But 
in saying that, I shouldn't have been selfish because I had Fletcher, Graham Fletcher, to me left, unmarked, and I should have just squared it. Squared it and done yeah. it. Yeah, and we would have won the game, yeah. That's what disappointed me the most, yeah. The team. Yeah, yeah, the result in the end. Well, we still drew, but we could have won our first game, yeah. And back then, the Greeks and the Macedonians, like, one side of St George Stadium was the Massos, yep. and the grandstand was the Greeks, you know, so... There's a great rivalry oh, there. Yeah, yeah. There's a big crowd there that night. So, yeah, you, I guess you did uh, fulfil yeah. um, that ambition and, and, yeah. and played in the NSL and did a few games and and whatnot. Um, do you look back and um, think, uh, like you said before, about Kemba War and how, how great it was to be involved with family, the community and whatnot. Um, do you find it sad, like I do, that we've lost some great clubs like Kimbawara, that they're not around anymore? Yeah, well, I don't know. Because so, they, so, think, these I communities... The, I think the, some clubs have got to be accounted for, you know, because the money that's been thrown around has killed a lot of clubs, you know. Mm. And people trying to compete, they've thrown themselves in the debt. And I think that's what... Well, I'm pretty sure that's what happened at Kimbawara. Yep. They try to keep up with the top clubs, spent too much money, yep. and they couldn't recuperate. Because yeah? we're, you know, without it's... getting too personal, say yeah. in that late 80s with South Coast Croatia, yeah. it was, you're getting paid, yeah. but it, it, was, much money. it was an incentive system, <laughs> exactly. you were saying. So yeah, explain exactly. that to the listener. Well, back in when we all signed contracts, we all had the same contracts. So they worked it out to win the competition, they had to win about 16 games. Yep. So they made contracts up on based on that. So if we won zero to ten games, we'd get about fifty dollars a game. Yep. If we won zero or ten to twelve games, we'd get seventy dollars a game or something. One twelve to sixteen, you get eighty dollars for it. So that guaranteed them the competition. Yep. And that's what happened that year. But we all got the same money. Yep. And it wasn't much, but we all played for ourselves. You know, just for each other. Yep. Yeah, for the club, the money was a bonus. Yeah, yep. back then, not many blokes talked about money. Yep. Yeah, whereas these days, that's all they talk about. Yeah, as soon as they come to the club, oh, how much are you going to pay me? Yeah, whereas we'd listen to the club, what they got to offer us. Yeah, now they want to tell the club what they want. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, they're not playing for their heart; they're just playing with their money. Yeah, that's it. That's why I look at it. And um, I guess. You saw a bit more of that at Kembalwara because you had a closer connection with the committee and yeah, and whatnot, right. and you saw Kembalwara transform from, I guess, second division to first division to Premier League, yeah. and so I guess you saw the club be successful, and then other players, mm. as you, you need better players when you in those better divisions come up, so but, you saw a bit of that and, and mm. knew sort of how that worked. But I think, yeah, if people came to Kembalwara back then, yeah, it's... What they'd done for the players off the field, like, and their families, yeah, giving them, that's worth more than the money. Yeah. Yeah? Do you want to be happy? Or do you want to just fill your pockets up with money? Yeah? yeah. I'd rather be happy where I'm playing, yeah, and have yeah. a bit of a social life and enjoy the company. Yeah? Some people don't do that. Some blokes used to come there, get their pay and go home. Yeah? Where's the loyalty? Yeah? You're missing out on the best part of yeah. being part and of the club, talking to back people. To the sponsors, yeah? The people that look after you, look after them. Yeah, it's pretty wrong the way they work. Yeah, and um, even though they're individual honours, do you still look back and and um, with pride that you know? I think since '77, you 
you've won the the Top Gong three times. Yeah. I think uh, the the third time you won it, it might have been with Darren Knees of West Victory yeah. as well. Yeah. That's but right. a lot of people have won it twice, but you've won yeah. it three times. Three times, yeah. So you must be pretty proud of, yeah. of having that sort of title. And up until um, uh, last year, um, when yeah. um, the Japanese player from Wollongong Olympic That's right. took that sort of most goals title off yeah. you, you must be pretty proud of... Yeah, I think they played about three or four games extra now, but yeah. <laughs> like back in when i done it, I think there was only 11 teams in the comp, okay. where I think there's 14 now. Yeah, I'm not too sure of the yeah, games played, sure. but yeah. but you're proud yeah. of yeah winning mate. it three times, even though you're more mate. of a team player. But yeah, exactly. Still yeah. good to say, hey. Well, I think in '87 when we won everything, well, at the district presentation, like like you said, I was the leading goal scorer. But Neil Williams got Player of the Year that year too, so our table was just know, a was buzz. A, it was a good party that night, yeah, the creation table because Neil Williams got Player of the Year in the Premier yep. League as well, yeah. So yeah. Just things like that, yeah. It's a good feeling. And um, now that you you're finished, do you do you still watch the game or or uh, not no. much locally, or do you just watch it on TV? I'd rather watch the TV ones. Yep. Yeah, I tried a couple of years ago watching the district games. Yep. And I wasn't impressed. So <laughs> I'm not paying money to watch that when they're getting so much money. Yep. Yeah. Got to be something better than that. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, I don't agree with what they're getting paid for what they show. Yeah, so. well, that's fair enough. Yeah. And and in terms of, uh, you know, uh, I finished up playing and I predominantly played reserve grade, but yeah. I still miss playing even though it's only a year. Do you still still miss it yourself? That yeah, I tried to play, a few, like I said, a few years ago too, in the over 40s with yep. Mirko and the boys. I played half a year, but my knees just can't go. Yeah, yeah too sore the next day and I've got work to do and... Yeah, I couldn't have no time for that. No. <laughs> well, like I said, it's... I love my body a bit too much now. <laughs> I don't want to keep killing it. <laughs> I'm getting too old. And uh, I guess we'll finish it off, and I'm very respectful and, and thankful that you allowed me to, to come into your home and, and, no, and do this and, and whatnot. But is there um, something that you want to wrap up the interview and sort of um, say to finish it off and... Uh, not really, just saying, I just hope the clubs out there start waking up to themselves, you know, and let's get back to normal playing, you know, it's ridiculous what they're doing to the soccer. Yeah. That's all I've got to say is the clubs are accountable for what's happening. Yeah, you know? no. And the standards, you know, I don't know what's going on, but for the money, it's got to show a lot more than that. Yeah, Otherwise, start cutting the prices down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I said, I'm, I'm very appreciative of you Let me interview you, Joe, and it, it's been uh, uh, fascinating to, to listen to you and, and who you've played with and, and what's happened in your soccer career, especially that um, sort of Wollongong Olympic Kembalwara sequence. That was, yeah, that was, that was great. Funny, yeah. That um, was actually a funny year with me and John. Yeah, it was like <laughs> what, musical chairs. <laughs> yeah. I went from Kembalwara to Olympic, back to Kembalwara, and Fleming done the same and... Uh, <laughs> Just me in that year. Um, I left Olympic. I'd already had seven or eight goals by the eighth game of the season. Then I had to miss all those games when Olympic wouldn't let me play. play. And then by the time I started playing again, I ended up 15, I think, that year still. Yeah, but, well, yeah. you can definitely. And be... I had to blame John for that because he's the one who wouldn't let me go. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll let him know the next time I see him. Yeah, good. And he'll probably he'll probably uh, listen to this interview. Well, thank you very much for your time, and you should be very proud of uh, your career and and what you've done and and what you've given to the game. And again, thank you, Joe. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you, Travis. Thanks for having me. have uh, episode 14 finished and once again thank you to joe for for sharing his memories and thoughts on the game we'll be back soon on the football united versus soccer city podcast i'm your host travis bye for now (laughs) 